Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 71 of the World of Sports podcast. I am your host, Diego Sandoval, and joined with me, as always, is my co-host, Logan Ring. Logan, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? We've got a nice little episode in store for you today. Um, A lot of stuff has happened in the NFL and MLB in the past week since our last episode. Free agency, trades, all you can think of. MLB just kicked off spring training this week. Uh, NFL is obviously still in the offseason, but there has been a flurry of moves as of late. Uh, NBA is just kind of chugging along the regular season. They're coming to a to a slow stop uh, in the next month or whatever it may be. I don't exactly know the days, but um, so there's not much to talk about NBA wise. So we're going to stick to NFL MLB shorter episode this week. And uh, yeah, before we get into it, check us out on all of our social medias. Uh, link down below if you're watching on YouTube. And if not, just head over to our Instagram. All the links you can find are there. Leave a like, comment, subscribe, rate us if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Do it all. We really appreciate it. Okay, let's start in the National Football League. Both of our favorite teams made the biggest moves of the week. And I think that's pretty oh, yeah. undisputed. Um we can start with the Raiders. The Raiders went out and got Devontae Adams. Uh, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in football. In a lot of people's opinions, he's the best wide receiver in football. Uh, there's no debating top two, top three. Uh, they traded a first and second round pick in this year's draft for Devontae Adams. Um, it was clear that Devonte really wanted out. He didn't want to play in Green Bay. He didn't really want to be with Aaron Rodgers anymore, it seemed like. Um, and he had always expressed interest in playing with Derek Carr. The, the, they were teammates in Fre- at Fresno State, and they really wanted to kind of revitalize that connection. Um, and they got it done. And I'm a Raider fan, so I'm obviously very pumped up about this. But I just think objectively, this is a very good move for the Raiders. They needed to stay up, keep up with that division, basically. Everyone's making moves. Everyone's a playoff caliber team. And they needed to go get a number one wide receiver. And they did. And, yes, a first and second round pick is very valuable in the NFL. But I know that the Raiders were going to use one of those picks as a wide receiver anyways because they needed one. And instead, they're basically just giving up a pick because one of those would have been their number one wide receiver. But, hey why not go out and get the best receiver in football? Yeah. I mean, and there's a chance your receiver you pick is not going to be great anyway. Right. So like, I feel like even though sure two picks are important, this seems like a steal for them. Um, and for green Bay, I mean, it just sucks. It didn't work out. Cause that's not the, the amount that I feel like I would be happy with getting back for it, but good for you. I mean, I know how highly you think of Derek Carr and I feel like a weapon like him is going to be awesome for him. So I'm excited to see it. Yeah, Devontae Adams is, like I said, in my opinion, the best wide receiver. Darren Waller's a top three tight end, and Hunter Renfro was a Pro Bowl wide receiver this year. I think Carr has all of his options and his his targets. There's no real excuse. Um, Just AFC West is going to be ridiculous. It's the best division in football, and it's really not close. I I feel like at this point, there are other very strong divisions. We're going to get to one pretty soon here, but – the AFC West has proven that all four teams are playoff ready. Um, and then Devontae Adams also, the moment he uh, was traded, signed a five-year, $140 million deal with the Raiders. 
So the Raiders are willing to pay, and I think it's it's worth it for a guy like Devontae Adams. And it looks like Carr is going to stick around. Um, they're working on extension for him right now. So I think I think that's what the the Packers were going to get out of Devontae. He didn't want to be there. So, you know, good for them to get picks now rather than picks later because they're obviously still have Aaron Rodgers and they still want to compete now. So I think picks this year were, were going to be the most valuable for them. And who knows, maybe they go after a receiver with the, I think it's the 22nd pick that the Raiders were going to have. Um, but we'll see. This leaves the Packers in a very weird position um, because you just signed Aaron Rodgers to a massive deal. And you lost his his weapon that I feel like it was it was his safety blanket his whole career. Not not Aaron Rodgers whole career, but Devontae Adams whole career. So they've got decisions to make in Green Bay and it'll be interesting to see where they take it. Uh, And then you flip over to Logan, your favorite team. They made a huge move, very controversial, but a huge move nonetheless. Um, they traded three first round picks, a third round pick and a fifth round pick for Deshaun Watson. Um, and then they went around and signed him to a five year, $230 million deal. Uh, that is by far the, all of that is guaranteed. He is going to get that money. Um, and that's the most guaranteed money an NFL player has ever seen. Um, I just I know how I felt as an outside fan perspective. I want to know how you feel knowing that Deshaun Watson's on your team and you just paid him that money. It's a whole lot of mixed emotions for me right now. When I saw it, mm-hmm. I I didn't even think it was real for a bit because like the, the amount of money, um, just the fact that the Browns got him after I saw a report where they were out of the sweepstakes, I was like, right. how, this, that's, that can't be real. I mean – a clear upgrade for sure if you're just talking about the football player, but everything surrounding this is pretty scary. Um, I mean, he's got 22 sexual assault allegations. That's that's one thing. So, uh, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of him as a person. I don't think anybody should be. Yeah. Um, but we gave up a lot to get him, and we paid him a lot of money for a guy who I don't know if he's even going to play next year. Uh, and at, after that, I mean, two years without playing, who knows if he'll be the same that, that he was before. I mean, he's still obviously really, really talented. And we had a clear weakness in our quarterback position last season. Uh, I mean, it's not, everybody knows that right. it sucks to say, because I really like Baker, but he had a really, really bad year last year. And that was what held us back because I think the rest of our team is pretty deep. Um, so for football, just nothing off the off the field at all i'm super excited because i think this team can go really far now um i think deshaun i mean i think he fits perfectly on the team because he, he picked us for a reason i mean he knows the rest of the team and how it's built all the weapons we have uh i think he's going to maximize some of the guys some of the receivers that we're going to have because baker couldn't really um it's just everything else surrounding it that's really scary to me yeah deshaun watson is a top five quarterback when he's on the field. Um, Again, you said it, we don't know what he's going to look like back, but I am in terms of talent, he's in the upper echelon of NFL quarterbacks. That being said, I don't see him playing in 2022. Um, He has 22 civil lawsuits. Um, The criminal ones were dropped, but the NFL does not take this lightly. 
and we've seen one sexual assault allegation give a guy four game suspension. So he's got 22. I doubt they'll do 22 times four. They're not going to give him 88 games. Uh, But I could very well see him being out for an entire season, just kind of saying, you know what, this is your punishment and you're going to stick with it. Um, And my first reaction was, wow, they really have faith that either this situation is going to get cleared up quick or they're willing to wait. So because then the, the, the details of the contracts came out, and I don't know if you heard about this, but the Browns kind of were a little bit slimy with it. They were the, they were the only team that was able to restructure the deal. Basically his base salary for 2022 is a million dollars. That that's it. So that when he does, which is basically what they're saying, when he does get suspended, all he's losing is a million dollars. And the rest of that contract is still going to be paid to him. While the other teams were saying you're getting what five years, 200 mil, but you're going to lose all that. You're going to lose a year's worth when you're suspended. So So, so the the Browns basically two through five is that's like 60 million a year. Right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, that I think that's, that's, that's honestly one of the reasons why he picked the Browns. I think they were probably the only team that was willing to do that. Um, yeah, it's a lot of money. And I also am very interested to see when he does play, uh, if he does play this season, how they change their team, because they're a very run focused team. That's their identity. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, arguably the best runner back running back duo in the league. And you bring Deshaun Watson in here and he needs to, you need to let him play and let him go out and dominate a game. And the Browns just haven't had that out of a quarterback. Uh, I don't know, maybe in their franchise history. Um, since I've been alive, since I've been alive for sure. Um, but they went out and got Amari Cooper. There's still a hole there at wide receiver. They don't have, a second, a true second guy, Donovan Peoples Jones is a deep threat, but I think they still need to maybe draft somebody, um, which yeah. I think they'll probably do. Again, it'll be a late pick because they just gave up three firsts, a third, and a fifth. So we'll see. There's a lot of moving pieces that still need to be settled in. Um, so we can't say for sure that Deshaun Watson is going to come in and make an immediate impact in Cleveland because chances are he's getting suspended to a certain degree. Um, so it's more of a, we know what just happened. You know, we know he's a member of the Cleveland Browns, but it's definitely a wait and see in terms of the impact he'll have on this team. We know he got his money and he got where he wanted to go. It's just, will he play there soon? Right. Um, and that's just something we have to wait on. But just for my team, I mean, I'm excited. Right. Absolutely. I mean, (laughs) yeah, on the field, he's a phenomenal quarterback and he's young. So he, he's, a, he's a true franchise quarterback. Just you're, you're, you're carrying a lot of weight there uh, yeah. as, a, as a franchise. Um, I don't know if you have anything else to talk about him. Um, Again, it's more of a wait and see basis. Yeah, I, I just feel really bad about the whole Baker situation, if I'm being honest. Because yeah. he really was a catalyst for turning our team around. And I mean, he had his rookie season was pretty good. I mean, statistics, whatever. I mean, he turned our, our culture around and sure that was other guys like Jarvis Landry, the coaching, I mean, everything, but it sucks because 
he kind of brought me back into football because I didn't want to watch football when the Browns were going one in 15, one in or oh in 16 for like three years straight. It just sucks. And I hope we get to trade him to somewhere he wants to be. Um, I think they're asking for two picks. I don't even know if we're going to get that. I don't that. know if you're going to get that. Because um, he has not shown a lot recently, but it just really sucks that we're going to have to give up on him because even last year I was like, Hey, maybe I'm holding on a little bit cause he was hurt. But I mean, I, I knew he was not the best quarterback that we could have for sure. So I think that this needed to happen. It's just interesting who we got. And um, yeah, I, I just want to see how this plays out. Cause it's, it's going to be exciting a- for just, on the field stuff. Yeah. It's going to be a big change in just the way that team plays. I think, yeah. and I think Baker Baker will get another shot. I think a team like the Colts is interesting. They just lost Carson mm. Wentz and they were close to a playoff spot last year. I think that if they do trade him trade for him, it's kind of like, a, all right, this is, this is your last year basically. And then he may fall into the kind of failed lottery pick now backup quarterback group of players which sucks to say but it happens and I I think a team gives him one or two more years to to really prove himself and if he can't maybe the end of the line for Baker um moving on there were a lot more moves Uh, going back to the Raiders the Raiders signed Chandler Jones for three years 51 million dollars one of the best pass rushers in the NFL and him and Max Crosby next to each other, who just signed a massive extension. That's, that's scary. And again, I take it with a grain of salt, I guess, because I'm a Raider fan, but purely like no bias. That's one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. And it's going to be needed in the best division, in the NFL where they're going to have to chase down Mahomes, Herbert and Russell Wilson two times a year each. So I think that's a great pickup for the Raiders. It, it, the defense is the Raiders, you know, weaker point, obviously now that they got Devonte Adams. So I think going out, getting Chandler Jones takes a lot less pressure on the defensive backs. They don't have to cover for as long. They maybe, you know, maybe the chiefs aren't able to get Tyree killed 50 yards down the field anymore because Chandler Jones and Max Crosby will be there before then. So I think it's a great move for the Raiders. And I think it, it, it definitely addresses a need. Um, staying in the AFC West, more teams making moves. The Chiefs signed Juju Smith-Schuster. Say all you want about his TikToks. Him and Jackson Mahomes are going to have a great time. <laughs> but um, he's a very talented wide receiver. He has talent. And he's not going to be the number one option, which he I think he was kind of forced and shoved into in Pittsburgh, and it didn't work out. I think Juju Smith-Schuster as the number two wide receiver and the number three option on the offense could be very nice for the Chiefs because you have Tyree Kill, you have Travis Kelsey. Nobody's taking targets away from them. But then you have a guy like Juju who has a lot to prove. He's coming off an injury and has a lot of talent, as we've seen. Just makes that Chiefs offense way too good. And... I don't know. It's just it, it's been the storyline of the offseason that the AFC West is the best division in football. Predictions come at the beginning of the season, so we'll wait until then. But I'm not going to be surprised when three out of four, if not all four teams make the playoffs in the AFC West. It's that good. These four that teams are insane. These four teams are so stacked right now. I have it. Chiefs. Raiders, Chargers, Broncos, just because I'm not sure how Russell Wilson 
will automatically shift that team to a from seven wins to the playoffs. Don't get me wrong, he's a great quarterback. They have a couple more things to figure out. The Chargers, again, are young, have a lot to grow and are bringing in a lot of new faces. Uh, the Raiders are bringing back a lot of the playoff team that they had last year, and then they bring in Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. I really like them next year. And then the Chiefs, the Chiefs, they're – as long as you have Patrick Mahomes, you're going to be very good. Um, so, yeah, and then obviously adding Juju. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, moving to the NFC West, the Rams made a pair of moves, uh, one of which much deserved – they got they extended Matthew Stafford four more years, $160 million. Very, very deserved, as I said. I, I mean, he came in his first season with the team. He wins a Super Bowl. That's you can't ask for much more. You can say maybe they overpaid a little bit, $160 million over four years. It's a good amount of money, but he's proven he can win a win a, a Super Bowl in LA. He did it. He, there's nobody that deserves it more. For sure. Uh, also, the Rams went out and signed Allen Robinson to a three-year, $46.5 million deal. A bit of a gamble, I think. Uh, he's been stuck with very bad quarterbacks his whole career, which really sucks for him because he's very talented and he's shown that. But he didn't play a lot of last season, was injured, and just kind of disappeared for most games with the Bears. You can blame that on Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, that kind of rotating quarterback room. But... Allen Robinson has a lot to prove this year. And I think it's a lot of money to pay a guy that has a lot to prove three years, 46 and a half. And the Rams wide receiver room is now a very interesting situation because you're bringing back Cooper cup who just put, put out one of the best in terms of production wide receiver seasons of all time. Uh, Odell tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. No idea what you're going to do with him. He's a free agent. Uh, and then Robert Woods tore his ACL mid season. And apparently they're looking for trades for Robert Woods. So I imagine he's on his way out and they're going to stick with Cup and Allen Robinson. Odell's a big wild card because whoever signs him won't have him till the playoffs. So we'll see about that. But the defending champs getting better. So that's scary. Uh, that offense was already really good. Uh, I think Allen Robinson is a, is a bit of a gamble, though. Um Speaking of defending champs, they got a little bit worse on the defensive side of the ball because the Bills signed Von Miller to a six-year, $120 million deal. The Bills are all in, and they are – the AFC just is ridiculous. The, the, the Bills are a Super Bowl contender. You could argue all the AFC West teams are a Super Bowl contender. If Deshaun Watson plays three out of the four teams in the AFC North are Super Bowl contenders, it's insane. Um, who knows? The Patriots always have something cooking because Bill Belichick is a wizard. Um, it's just there's a very obvious best conference in football. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you look at it and you say 75 percent of teams could win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Bills struggled with their with their pass rush last year. And Von Miller is exactly that. Um, one of the best linebackers in all of football. He plays off the edge usually. And they got him his money. Six years, $120 million. I think it's a great signing for both, both parties involved. Bills are going to compete next year. Um, and Von Miller got his bag after winning a Super Bowl. So, props. Good for him. Um, that's, that's about it for the NFL. 
a, a lot of big moves. All the Rams made uh, had a re-signing and a signing, but everything is in the AFC this offseason, and that's where everything is going to be during this season, um, which sucks for, for a fan of a team in the AFC West because it's like, oh, we're, we would be in first place in most of the divisions in the NFC, but <laughs> nah. Um, but that's how it goes. So lots of moves made. Lots of moves to be made. The draft is coming up. I'm very excited for the draft. Very interested. Even though the Raiders don't have a pick anymore, there's a lot of decisions for teams to make. Um, yeah, that's the NFL. Let's move on to the MLB. Um, arguably, a lot more things happened in the MLB. Yeah, definitely a lot more things happened in the MLB. Maybe less impactful, but still very impactful things. And let's start with the biggest of all. Freddie Freeman. Signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Got the prediction. Let's go. Uh, six years, $162 million deal. Uh, I'm a Dodger fan, so I'll give my my perspective second. But what what did you think? I mean, it's another perfect piece to them. They it You could put him at DH. You could put him at first. You could put Muncie at DH. They'd have that luxury now. That lineup is insane. Like, actually insane (laughs) Freddie Freeman's good defensively I mean there's no no holes in their entire roster um it's just crazy uh and they keep getting better Freddie Freeman I mean you they got the best free agent I think um and I mean I know you're super excited I I'm a little bit tired of the Dodgers signing a superstar every single year but hey that's how the league works and um I mean I'm excited to watch it so I'll get your take on it, I guess, too. <laughs> yeah, um, I tweeted something out the like when Freddie Freeman was was signed, and it basically said, I can actually pull it up right now. It said, I'm excited to watch Dodger baseball this year. You can say all you want about the team being unfair or the league being unfair, but you can't lie that this team is going to be one of the most fun to watch ever. And I think the Dodgers are the centerpiece of the MLB or of MLB, sorry. Uh, just kind of alert. Don't ever say the in front of MLB to the general public because that do just doesn't. Time. I know, I know, it slips, but it just if you work, if you work it out, it doesn't make sense. And yeah, uh, but anyways, yeah, that lineup is the best I've ever seen, and it's the best that a lot of people have ever seen. I'd say in terms of pure talent, we still don't know how it's going to play out on the field. Pure talent might be the best ever because you have nine guys that are all all stars at some point in their career. And nine guys that still at this point in all of their careers can make all-star games. It's it's ridiculous. I, I think we said last season. We said I Dodgers, think we said that last yeah, season. They when just they added Freddie Freeman. I, I think when they traded for Trey Turner, we said that. Yeah. And, and sure, they, they lost Scherzer, <laughs> but I mean Yeah, we lost Seager. We lost Seager. Superstars we lost Seager, but oh here's here's a here's a left-handed bat. <laughs> um <laughs> also six years, $162 million. It's also very backloaded. I think that's a phenomenal deal for Freddie Freeman. That's because, totally worth it. Because the 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 kind of tipping point for him was the sixth year. A lot of teams were offering him four. The Bears offered him five. Um, and I and I was at the at, at a certain point in the offseason, I kind of had a bit of reservation about the sixth year because you look at him, he's thirty two now. But then I remembered about the designated hitter. And if you have Freddie Freeman playing first base for three, four seasons, and then just he's not going to lose his hitting talent when he's later in his career. 
So just put him at DH for the last two years of that career. I think it's a phenomenal deal for both ends. He gets to come home. He's from L he's from Southern California. His family lives in Southern California. Like, I mean, we talked about it last episode. It was the perfect fit. And <laughs> the Dodgers are the, 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 the super team in the, in major league baseball, but it was a perfect fit. And yeah. kind of, I don't know if you have anything else to say about Freddie. Um, well, just the situation. I don't know if this is completely true, but I've seen a couple reports that the Matt Olson. Right. I was going to, yeah, I was going to segue into that. Yeah. It, it, so basically the Braves, I guess, blindsided him by signing him or by trading for him or whatever. But if that's true, that's a that's really very big mistake. Up. That is terrible. I mean, this guy just won a world series and he's like the face of your franchise right now, sort of. Um, if that's true, that sucks. Um, but Hey, I mean, <laughs> Freddie did his thing. I mean, he he won a championship there. He doesn't owe anything else. So, yeah. hey, I mean, good for him. Yeah, and the Freddie Freeman deal happened because the Braves traded for Matt Olson. They traded four prospect for Matt Olson the day before, two days before Freddie Freeman signed with the Dodgers, um, and then immediately gave Matt Olson an eight-year, hundred sixty-eight million dollar deal. So basically, apparently, allegedly, without even telling Freddie Freeman. They went out and traded for this guy and then signed him for eight years. And if I'm Freddie Freeman, I am pissed off about yeah. that. I, in no way do I ever, do I consider going back after that? Apparently they offered him a deal still, but why, why would you, if they just showed so much commitment to a guy just that's going to play sense. first base over you, Matt Olson is one of the best first basemen in the league in terms of defense. And you just say, yeah, we're going with him. I know you were with us for 12 years and won us a world series, but we like this guy. I just think it's a little bit disrespectful. Uh, I was, I was watching Freeman's press conference when he got introduced as a Dodger. He said the Braves called him two times in the off season. They called him before the lockout and right after the lockout ended. And then he, he was with Andrew Freeman, the Dodgers GM and basically said, yeah, I think Andrew has called me more than two times within the hour, multiple times this off season. And, you know, that shows quality of an organization, I feel like. Like, the Dodgers were willing to do everything to get Freddie Freeman, and the Braves seemed kind of content with him going, which... I don't, I don't get that at all. I don't understand, Then that's the side of it, but they kind of... Matt Olson is very good. Matt Olson is a top five first baseman in baseball, and I get Freddie Freeman. I would have kept Freddie Freeman. Just based off of team camaraderie, the fans, they love Freddie Freeman. He's your guy. Yeah. But from a strictly baseball perspective, Matt Olson is younger, better on, better on defense, and has produced at a higher rate than Freddie Freeman the last two seasons. So pure baseball perspective, I understand it. They also got him for cheaper, for longer. So pure baseball, I understand. But in terms of just being a fan and being a member of that organization, I don't see how you basically just kind of turn your back on him. Don't even tell him what you're doing. Yeah. And I, I think there's a world where maybe you talk to him and get him to sign a shorter deal for more money or something, or you talk to him to be a DH for a couple of years or something. Like, I feel like he wanted to be there Yeah, and they just messed it up. So I don't know. It's just a weird I, just, I don't see how you mess it up that bad, but I'm yeah. Matt Olson as a compensation for him. I mean, 
purely baseball standpoint, it is it is a pretty good person and, to have as instead. Yeah. And they're still going to contend next season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on to the sh- most shocking free agent uh, signing, in my opinion, uh, Carlos Correa last night announced it or his team. Um, he's in agreement with the Twins, a three-year, one hundred and five million dollar deal, highest annual average um, payment for an infielder ever. Um, it was kind of a head scratcher when I first saw the notification because you figure a guy like Carlos Correa played with the Astros whole career, played in multiple world series with the Astros would want to go somewhere where he can win. Um, he, he can't win with the twins for the next three years. Uh, so it didn't make any sense, but I realized what the twins and Scott Boris and Carlos Correa were doing by looking when I looked into it a bit more. First off, you're getting paid upwards of $30 million a year. You weren't going to get that with a long-term deal. So good on you with that, Carlos. If the Twins are bad this this year, they can trade Correa to a contender and get back a lot of prospects, which is what the Twins are doing right now. They are rebuilding. And they are going to use Correa in any way possible, I feel like, for that. Um, there is an opt-out after every single season for for this contract. So it's kind of like, I know he's in a very different situation right now, but Trevor Bauer signed this type of deal last, last offseason. But so Carlos Correa can say, all right, I'll take my $30 million from the last year. I'm going to leave now, basically, which is phenomenal for him, gives him flexibility. But I think the biggest part is the Twins being able to really do whatever they want with Carlos Correa. They're not trying to compete. They're not going to build a team around him. They have some bats, you know, they just traded for Gary Sanchez, which we'll talk about later, which I don't understand. Um, But Correa Buxton, they're in a hitter's park, or I mean, sorry, pitcher's park. It's absolutely a pitcher's park in Minnesota. Um, But it's still a bit confusing, but also I think where it comes in and you understand it is the business side of it. So it's kind of similar to what Matt Olson did or what the Braves did with Matt Olson. And it's a very, I feel like business minded deal. And it's very Scott Boris like. Yeah. I mean, for the twins, I guess that is pretty awesome if they're able to trade him or something. I, I, Diego was making sure he wouldn't tell me the reasoning why (laughs) this is a genius move until the podcast, but that makes a lot of sense for them. Um, And for Carlos Correa, I mean, that is a ton of money. It's just the place that was confusing to me, Mm -hmm. but Hey, I mean, I, I guess they, I'm, I'm sure it's full transparency what's going to happen with between them. And, uh, hey, I guess they're both for it. So good for them. Yeah. <laughs> it just was a surprising one. It definitely. And it's what happens when you see a Scott Boris client <laughs> hit free agency. They're going to go wherever the money is, which sucks. But that's just the way he runs his business. Um, yeah. Again, it, it's a situation that honestly could change at any moment in terms of, Carlos Correa is in trade talks already, or he's already planning on opting out after this season. There, there's so many different ways just because it's such a weird signing. Um, moving on, another kind of confusing a deal. Chris Bryant is heading to the Rockies for seven years, $182 million. What do you think of that one? I, I just don't understand this for the Rockies I just don't know what they're doing and this is a I mean it's a great signing for them if you're trying to get better but are the Rockies trying to get better like that's that's the thing because they 
they lost story. I mean, they they traded away Arenado for probably it was probably one of the worst trades I've ever seen. Um, and now they got Chris Bryant, who is a great player, but you just sign him for a ton of money for a team who I don't think is going to make the playoffs for a while. So we'll see. But for Chris Bryant, I mean, you made a ton of money and you get to play in a park where your stats are going to. Oh, he's going to he's going to ball out. <laughs> I'm excited to see because we see the course effect a lot of the times where we talk about it, where it's like oh, this guy was drafted there. We haven't seen him anywhere else. And that's like a guy with Story or Arenado before. Now we're going to see it the opposite way. And I'm excited to see maybe Chris Bryant bats, I don't know, 330 or something, uh, something crazy. Um, but I'm excited to see that. I like Chris Bryant, and I mean, he fits everywhere. It's just an interesting thing that the Rockies would try to bring in a free agent with this much money. Yeah, Um I like it. I think, you know, I'm not a fan of teams tanking and I, I think, it, I think it, it makes baseball, it makes every sport more fun when random teams go out and just sign big guys, like make it a little bit competitive, you know, and business side of side of it. It doesn't make sense just because they're not going to compete for a while, but Hey, why not? You know, let's just mess everything yeah. up. <laughs> I mean, I, it is true. I do. I just talk about the Dodgers and I'm like, ah, they get everybody, but then I, Right, but, but other teams move. just don't so, do anything. You so, know? you know what? I mean, I, I do like it. It just doesn't make a ton of sense. But, hey, I mean, I, I'm all for worse teams getting better. If if the Guardians signed Chris Bryant, I would have been super happy. So, hey, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it, it, it's all about perspective. And I feel like you could look at this so many different ways. It's like, yeah, maybe they're not going to compete. But, hey, Chris Bryant's going to bring people to the ballpark. <laughs> I don't know um, who they were going to come for if they didn't yeah. have him. So, And hey, maybe Chris Bryant really likes to live in Denver and likes to hit 40 home runs in a season. <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's move on. What was our prediction for Chris Bryant? The Mariners. That didn't happen. That would have been cool. Mm. Um, but a couple of our predictions, um, my prediction came true. Another one. Kyle Schwarber signed with the Phillies. Four years, $79 million deal. And right following up, Nicholas Castellanos signed a five-year, $100 million deal with the Fields. The Phillies, sorry. The NL East is a very good division. They're, they're going to have three teams that are vying for playoff spots in the Mets, the Braves, and the Phillies. And these are two, I think, phenomenal deals. You get a right-handed and a left-handed bat that can DH or play outfield, whichever one you need. We t- I talked about it last episode when I said Schwarber should go to the Phillies. They just need some another power bat with Bryce Harper, and they got two. I love I love both these deals for the Phillies. Yeah, these are great moves for them. Um, I'm really excited to see their offense. And Bryce Harper, I think well, he had an MVP season, and I think it was some crazy stat where like his first 20 home runs, like 19 of them were solo home runs. Yeah, just because nobody got on base. Yeah, because <laughs> it was awful. Um, but. I'm really excited to watch them. Uh, I think that they are definitely a team that could make a lot of noise this year. Uh, I think maybe there are a couple uh, either bullpen arms or pitchers away from. Yeah, they need a bullpen. Yeah, being a top tier team because I know they blew like 20 leads or something, but I'm excited. I mean, these are these are really good moves. Nicholas Castellanos was a guy who I was talking about who I, mean, I said the Padres, I think, would sign them. But I think I also said like any team would get a lot better with him. And the Phillies made this move. They made. Kyle Schwarber. I mean, those are two huge bats that you're bringing in. So I think it'll be a fun team. Yeah. That's two 30 plus home run seasons right there. Honestly, both of those guys have that ability and it's mm. a great, great moves. 
Cassiano's opted out of his Reds deal from last year. And speaking of the Reds, they are full fire sale. Uh, they traded Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez to the Mariners for a prospect haul. The Mariners just got a lot more interesting because we viewed them kind of as this young team that showed they had they, they won 90 games last year. And now they're bringing in two established major league hitters who have had really good seasons as of late. Suarez is much more of a kind of home runner bust type of guy. Um, whereas Winker will hit 300 for you. And I love it. I love that the Mariners mm. are saying, you know what, let's do this. And I think it's a great move. Yeah. We didn't get the, the predictions for the players, right. Who went to the Mariners, but they still made a lot of moves <laughs> but they that made I really, moves. really like. Um, I think Eugenio Suarez was, it's like a Jeopardy question where it's like, who has the most home runs in the last four years or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if he's the most, but it's like top three or something that he had. I just looked it up. He's got. 129 home runs in the last four seasons. And one of them, he played 57 games because of the yeah. shortened one. That's insane. And sure. Yeah. I mean, he's not a inning for average guy, but Hey, I mean, those are two really good pickups for them. Um, and everybody wants to see the Mariners succeed. So I love it. Yeah. Uh, this is what I'm saying. Bad teams becoming good. Let's get it. Um, <laughs> and I'm saying that as a Dodger fan, we can have that good team stay good, but I like, I like seeing some differences. Um, Speaking of trades, the Yankees went out and made a trade. And also speaking of good teams staying good, um, Josh Donaldson and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa are heading to the Yankees. They traded away Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. Um, Gary Sanchez is bad. We can just get away from his name and think about him being good at baseball. He hits home runs sometimes, though. Oh, does he? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but in his first at-bat with the Twins in spring training, it was the ugliest strikeout I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Um, you know, the Yankees got their shortstop again. It was kind of like, oh, maybe they're going to get Correa. Maybe they're going to get story. They still can get story, but they got Isaiah Kiner for Uh, he played all right for the Rangers last year, actually kind of under the radar, uh, went from the Rangers to the twins. And now he's on the Yankees this off season. And Josh Donaldson is sneaky, sneaky power now in a hitter's park where he was in a pitcher's park before. It's going to be fun. I think, I think his value goes up a lot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Josh Donaldson is a guy who he's been on like five teams in the last five. He's been on the twins for a bit now, but he moved around a lot. And I think this is a really good fit just because, I mean, the Yankees stadium is one of the weirdest shaped ones. It is absolutely a hitter's ballpark and sure, mostly for lefties, but Josh Donaldson is going to hit he's gonna a rain. lot of home runs and it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, the Yankees just keep getting power hitters. So yep, it's a good one. Sticking in the AL East, Matt Chapman was traded to the Blue Jays as part of the A's fire sale for four prospects. I love the Blue Jays this year. I love it so much. Uh, we still have our prediction episode in two weeks, uh, which we'll have two guests on, which will be fun. But I, I love the Blue Jays. It's a bit of a spoiler, but I love the Blue Jays <laughs> because they've got they, they, they've got all the hitting in the world. If George Springer stays fully healthy, this is this team is very good on offense. Yeah. And Matt Chapman is the best defensive third baseman in baseball. You can argue Arenado, but Chapman is really good. Um, his hitting has been kind of down as of late, you could say, but he's still a, a very solid guy that can hit six, seven for them. I mean, this is fantastic. Um, do you know what the infield is going to look like? What the positions are going to be playing? I think it'll be Chapman, Bichette, Biggio, Guerrero. 
unless mm-hmm. they go like I don't know they DH Vlad and put somebody else at first. I don't know what it would be. Yeah, I mean that that's insane because they lost Simeon, is... so B- mm-hmm. Biggio will play second. That's true. I I love that the Blue Jays. They sure they lost some key guys, but I mean adding a guy like Chapman is fantastic, and still all the young guys who are only getting better. They're such a fun team. I'm excited for it. Last of the trades, Luke Voigt was traded to the Padres for a prospect arm. I'm very interested to see how this plays out. Uh, we talked about it when we talked about Anthony Rizzo, who mm-hmm. is going back to the Yankees. I had it later, but Anthony Rizzo back to the Yankees. Great signing. Lefty bat. I think it's good. Got that right. one right. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, but the Padres, it looks like Eric Hosmer, they want to trade, which I don't blame them. Uh, yeah. And Luke Voigt says he wants to play first base. He's not a very good first baseman, but for some reason he really wants to play in the field. I see him more as a DH, but hey, if he wants to play first base, they traded a prospect for him. Maybe they'll let him. Um, very, he had a ridiculous season in the shortened 2020 year. He, I think he led the league in homers. He, he was just mashing. And he, he has power and he'll, he can hit. Petco has short porches in both left and right. So he could hit 30 plus home runs there. I'm just very interested to see where he fits into that lineup. Yeah, me too. Um, I just, I'm glad he's getting away from the Yankees because he really never got a shot to be an everyday player for them. Um, And yeah, in the shorter season, he finally got his recognition because he did lead the league in home runs. But even before that, I mean, he played 118 games the season before every other year he played less than 70. So I just want to see him play a full season. Uh, He's definitely got the power. I mean, I, I like that the Padres made this move. I think they, that they need, need some to do talent something. right now for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why he wants to play in the field so bad because I, I don't, I feel like being a DH would be so fun, but <laughs> especially if you're I big mean, Luke Voigt. <laughs> yeah. You're Luke Voigt. Come on. Just who cares? But Hey, I mean, I, I think it's a good move still. So we'll yeah. see how it goes. Um, sticking in the NL West uh, Kershaw back to the Dodgers one year deal. Um. Pretty team-friendly deal. I think it was like $15 million. I'll take that for Kershaw for a third starting pitcher. Um, and also just the impact he brings to the Dodgers. I think he'll be a Dodger for life. I don't see I that so. changing. He, he should. Um, speaking of Dodger for life, Kenley Jansen won't be. Uh, <laughs> I <Good> Transition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm working on my transitions. Um <laughs> I, I really loved Kenley Jansen, and I know a lot of Dodger fans that didn't. I had, you know, Brent, you're not listening, but Brent FaceTimed me when Kenley Jansen signed with the Braves and said, I'm so glad he's he's gone. Disrespect. And I was like, dude, he, he is the all-time saves leader for the Dodgers. The Dodgers had Eric Gagne, arguably one of the greatest closers <laughs> of all time, and Kenley Jansen passed him. Kenley Jansen was drafted when he was 17 as a catcher from Curacao. <laughs> and the Dodgers turned him into the greatest reliever in their organization's history. And people still hate on him because he blows four saves a year. Like, hey, closers are allowed to do that. Um, I think the Braves bullpen is just ridiculous. And yeah. that's very scary. No, great for them. I, I don't. I'm not trying to hate on any team, but like for some of the Dodgers fans who hate on Kenley Jansen, I hope, 
like I, I don't know what they want. If no, I'm being honest, I don't. you're not going to get a closer that is going to be perfect even 99% of the time. Kinley is about as close as you're going to get to that. And I know he he gets into trouble a lot and it's always like oh, he he allowed it a single or something so yeah. I was scared. Who cares? He gets, he gets every time, the job every done time, most I, of the time. every time I like approach somebody like or like I address that when they say like, oh, I'm glad he's gone. And I, I go, why? And the, 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 the most common answer is he makes me nervous. <laughs> and sh- well, every closer, every closer will do that. He's coming in in a situation that is inherently nervous. <laughs> like you come in and you like I said, he'll blow five five saves in a year but then he'll record 35 and that's all dodger fans will point out is the five blown saves and as if he hasn't had a sub three era in every single one of his seasons of the dodgers besides like a couple it's like what else do you want from a closer and i think the braves are getting massive value from him yeah for sure um Great for them. Um, for the Dodgers, is it, it going to be Trinan now? I think it was Trinan. Gratterall is is another arm that we have yeah. out there. I mean, the, both those guys throw hundred mile per hour sinkers, so they'll be good closers. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I bet it'll go to the one of those two guys. Well, I feel bad for them. That's all <laughs> I gotta say. Yeah, they have a, a lot to live up to. Yeah. Speaking of Dodgers relievers that aren't returning, Joe Kelly signed with the White Sox. It's tough. Um. I, I'm more uh, sad about this just from a fan perspective rather mm. than like this guy played really well. He played with the Dodgers for two seasons and I feel like he was just like the most <laughs> iconic Dodger of all time. He, he, he was like the, the face of hating the Astros just like, because I loved it. he wasn't even I on the it. team. He I'm not a Dodgers fan. I was year. a fan of him. Yeah. It was <laughs> so, so much fun. And that, he makes that White Sox bullpen very good as well. I mean, Kimbrel, Hendricks, Joe Kelly, Michael Kopech is throwing 104 miles per hour these days. That that, that bullpen's really good. Um, more pitching. Let's see. You say Kikuchi signed with the Blue Jays, adding even more starting pitching depth to them. These are just kind of smaller moves. So we don't. There's not much to say, but Blue Jays adding depth. Love it. Um, Chris Bassett traded to the Mets, part of the A's fire sale. Mets got a better rotation. Mets, dude, I know we say it every year, but come on, Mets, do something with all this talent, you know? Please. <laughs> you have too much for it not to work. We say, we, I said that last year, but hey, yeah, come on. Um, Sonny Gray uh, joined the Minnesota Twins. Great situation for him. Pitchers, pitchers park, they're not going to win, but help his stats a little bit. Um, this one made me a little sad, but it is what it is. Jock Peterson signed with the San Francisco Giants. He's from Bay Area. Good for him. He'll probably just be a pinch hit bat for them. He's not really a, an everyday type of guy, but he gr- brings a great energy. Uh, it's going to be weird when he pinch hits against the Dodgers. Yeah, I know he did it in the playoffs last year, but in a Giants uniform, that's just a little bit gross. <laughs> Um, Zach Greinke went back to the Royals where he started his career. Zach Greinke's kind of washed, if we're being completely honest. Uh, he's got an EFIS. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> um, but he also has a 4-5 ERA. So Oof. it's kind of a give or take what you want. <laughs> um, Eddie Rosario, the 
killer of the Dodgers and the Astros last year. He's back on the Braves. I can't uh, believe he was on the Indians last year, by the way. <laughs> I cannot believe he was on the, the then Cleveland Indians. Just yeah. And then they just trade him for Pablo Sandoval. <laughs> Who didn't? He, I think he had three at-bats total. And, that's and not, I'm not even kidding. Rosario absolutely caught flames in the playoffs, and just nobody could stop him. Uh, um, he won – I think he won NLCS and World Series MVP. Um, it's crazy. Insane. Um, and the last move, Seiya Suzuki, the, uh, the big Japanese get of the offseason, was going to the Cubs. Five-year, $85 million deal. He's a very, very talented hitter. And, you know, we never really know how this is going to translate from, from Japan to Major League Baseball. Uh, some examples, Ichiro made it because he just knew how to make contact with the ball. Uh, Shohei Otani is just a freak of nature. And Seiya Suzuki is a type of guy that we don't really see having lasting success in Major League Baseball. Power hitters from Japan generally fizzle out after a couple of seasons, but we'll see. I mean, it's not the biggest contract, five years, $85 million. It's solid for a guy who was literally not even close. It was the best. He was the best player in Japan for many years. So I think it's interesting for a team that's rebuilding too. give him a face. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, take a chance on it. If it works out, it's a huge like boost for your team. So I think international prospects for any sport is really fun to see because when they work out, it, it can be really, really good. So, yeah, I think it's worth it. One of my favorite moments from the week in, in baseball, and we'll, we'll end with this, uh, is they asked Seiya Suzuki why he chose number 27. And his translator started speaking to him, and he said, no, 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 to his translator and said, Mike Trout, I love you. So <laughs> that's just amazing. So wholesome. Uh, I'm a big Seiya Suzuki fan now. Uh, because he's a big Mike Trout fan, so <laughs> should be should be fun. All these moves, I feel like we're going to see so many faces in new places. Did we mention Nelson Cruz? Nelson Cruz is a Washington National. I think that's big. I think that's. I don't good. know how he's still so good, but he is. Yeah, he's going to hit forty home runs. Lock it in. If you have <laughs> a futures bet that can have Nelson Cruz forty plus home runs, take it. Um, I don't know how good that team is going to be, but it's an NL team that got their DH. So, yeah, good for them. Juan Soto will get some protection in that lineup. That'll be cool. Um, yeah, a lot of moves, a lot of faces in new places. NFL has a long ways to go to we see those new faces, but MLB right around the corner, less than a month to go. I'm so excited. Um, it's quick. It's so I didn't quick. know if the season was happening like two I weeks know, ago. Like two weeks ago, it was like, oh, I'm so pumped. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you're listening this far, thank you so much for listening. Jason, we appreciate you. <laughs> um, yeah, this was the World of Sports Podcast. Check out all of our links down below in the description of our Instagram. And, yeah, this has been the World of Sports Podcast. And for my co-host, Logan Ring, my name is Diego Sandoval, signing off. Signing off.